0: Welcome to Maritime Moment, your marine news and entertainment podcast sponsored by Rider Marine. On episode number seven, we have Fly Navarro. He is our very first fishing guest, but no stranger to the fishing world. He set up tournaments all over the globe from ice fishing in Alaska to catching giant bluefin in Nova Scotia, all the way as far south as catching a record number of sailfish in Costa Rica. Listen in as he tells us how he uses social media, not only to connect with fishermen all over the world, but also how he used it to tell the stories in the history of these tournaments that he's putting on. So stay tuned and enjoy episode number seven Keeping it real with Fly Navarro. Let's make some sound
1: waves. People confuse fishing and catching. Catching is actually reeling in the fish, and fishing is what you do leading up to that.
0: Welcome to Maritime Moment. This is episode seven. And today we have a special guest, Fly Navarro, baby. Lucky number seven. This is Maritime Moment sponsored by Right Air Marine. Guys, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who Fly Navarro is, let me just tell you, he is one of the foremost leaders in the recreational tournament fishing as well as digital social media gurus. So you're in for a treat this episode. But before we kind of dive into what he has going on, let's cover into the news. So, not too long ago, we wrapped up Flibs, which is a Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. And man, was it a show! Informa did a great job putting on the show during the COVID conditions. And boy, did I tell you, the people that were there put on an absolute masterpiece. They had the healthcare restrictions in place. They had the the temperature checkings, the, the, you know, the, all of the metal detector and all this stuff, basically. They had the
1: mass police.
0: They had the mass police. If you were drinking a little bit too long and you didn't have your mask on, they were, they were on it, man. Those guys did great. But that being said, the people that were there were buying boats. We talked to a number of dealers and we had a bunch of interviews that we did with maritime moment and, Everyone had the same thing. The people that were there were the serious buyers. And then luckily, you know, here we are 40 days later going into the holiday season. You know, my family, Lisa's family, you know, our circles, we are still happy and healthy. And I think it was a great thing that they went on and did it for the city of Fort Lauderdale. But more importantly, the boating industry as well, because that is our absolute Super Bowl.
2: I agree with you Art, uh, Lisa Overing here with uh, Art Hill and Pierre Carrier and our guest Fly Navarro, Julianne Raines is on assignment this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Pierre and I and Art were at the boat show four of the five days. Yep. And uh, we are here to report we did not catch COVID. We did mm-hmm. not catch a cold. And the <laughs> people who were there were glad to be there. It was very hot. Mm-hmm. And we had some people hating on us For sure, having a boat show much going to it. And we are here to tell you that Fort Lauderdale and Florida has found a way to do business safely. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm not sure what the news reports but you're looking at four people now, Mm -hmm. who are at the boat show, none of us caught anything, except a good time
0: so absolutely that is is true and i will say that you know with that all that being said they did go ahead and cancel the miami boat show that boat show is still canceled but nonetheless the bahama charter show was still going on in february the dubai boat show was still going on as well as my hometown the saint petersburg boat show will be starting january 14th through the seventeenth. so we'll love to see you guys there in person Mask on, but man, we're going to be full speed ahead on the boating.
2: I think we've uh, uh, we're finding out that some of the boat shows that had issues before COVID Mm. Miami Boat Show there are three of them that would go on simultaneously. and uh, Since they changed the location it's been much more inconvenient for the yacht show and uh, getting down to Virginia Key for the production vessels is, is problematic. Um, so I think that the trend we're gonna see, I think we're gonna see more digital marketing. I think we're gonna see more online, but you can't replace a boat show with a computer. You can wet the appetite, you can get a lot of information, but this is a product that people want to, you know, they want to board the vessel, okay? And I think that the strong shows, I think we're going to see some consolidation. And I'm waiting to see what's going to go on in Palm Beach, which has become most people's favorite show of the year. The weather and then the march during Art and Mai's birthday on March 24th.
0: March 24th. That is true.
2: That is true. You can see the whole show in one day if you try. It's just lovely in Palm Beach. And that's where you're based, isn't it?
1: correct it's my hometown and uh it's it's a 15 minute drive it is my favorite pocho uh i like it because it gives me more hands-on uh at miami I, i i was once they once they moved it to virginia key it was it just made it multiple days you have to go multiple days if you want to see more than one location fort Lauderdale's always been uh great because of the international flair to it people come in from all over the world Uh, it's usually the end of a lot of the fishing seasons Uh, so everybody's home for that uh, leading up into the holidays Uh, but Palm Beach is just nice it's like you said the weather's good getting ready for uh, springtime Bahamas uh, going away whether you go up north you go to the Caribbean whatever you're going to do and you really can take time it's one of those things you can see somebody and take an hour And sit down and talk with them as opposed to listen i'm gonna give you 10 minutes and then i gotta run
2: right you know that was one of the things that was really important for me at this boat show in fort lauderdale was seeing people and it's actually you know the genesis of why we created maritime moment to keep our different marine communities connected you know it started during the quarantine but now it's become more popular than ever and Regarding the show, one thing that we used to see at the Fort Lauderdale show with Guy Harvey and with other fishing enthusiasts was more hands-on learning demonstrations. And I know Art has looked into your book and has a lot of questions on how you're helping people learn to fish and sharing your expertise.
0: That That is true. I, I would say, you know, with all this being said about how COVID has impacted um, the boat shows, I would say there's no better person to talk about how it's impacted fishing tournaments around the world as well as domestically than Flyer And Can you give us just a quick kind of rundown of what exactly, how COVID has kind of affected the tournaments as well as what the hell is Catch 2020 and (laughs) how can people get a copy of that book?
1: So... Uh, as most of my tournaments, most of my events are international. I have, uh, tournaments in the Seychelles, Dominican Republic, uh, the Bahamas. I have two global tournaments. Uh, I have the around the world blue Marlin world cup. I have the around the world swordfish tournament. I also have uh, a tournament in Saudi Arabia on the red sea. And I've, uh, since just signed a tournament up in Okinawa, Japan, the first ever, uh, all release wow. format. Um, and, uh, there's COVID's done a lot of things. Um, and I, I was talking about it yesterday. If I'm going to look back at 2020, uh, even with all the craziness, uh, 2020 has been very good to me and my companies. Um, it's forced me to sit behind this computer and use my resources um, I've used social media to promote myself, to promote my events and to promote fishing across the world. And now because of that, uh, we've been able to spin off. Uh, I think I said it this morning, I was talking with somebody I've actually launched five new companies, uh, wow. because, because, of, uh, COVID, uh, now mind you, the, a lot of them are in the infancy stages. Mm-hmm. We've put, uh, all our resources into these new companies And we're leveraged against each other. So one of the things uh, that you you brought up was Best Catch 2020. Um, I was asked to be interviewed for somebody's book. And as I was talking to the publisher, uh, they said, man, you should write a book. And as much promotion as I do, the one thing uh, that people confuse what I do uh, with what they think I'm doing Uh, they think I'm trying to self promote and I'm the guy behind the camera. I'm the guy in front of the camera. I'm the guy pressing the share button. Uh, but I'm not trying to promote me. Uh, I am promoting the sport. Uh, and if that, if people are confused where they, and I've had people, you're just self promoting. Uh, listen, if you want to jump on the plane and travel 250,000 miles a year, you're welcome to, I don't mind. Um, But when, uh, I was being interviewed for this book, uh, they, they said, why don't you tell your story? And I'm like, I don't want to tell my story. Um, I'd rather tell the story of our industry. And the best way to tell that story is how we as an industry put on events. And, uh, since COVID started, uh, since let's talk, when we talk about COVID, I use that March 12th date is when a lot of countries started shutting down. Uh, I just so happened on March 12th, I had me and my team down in the Dominican Republic finishing up a tournament and we got the last flight out of the DR. Wow. And it was when all the tickets and everything, you showed a flight that was 50% full. And when we got to the airport, there was standing room only because it was the last flight out. So, um, it affected, it affected a lot of people and there were at that moment, there was a lot of tournaments that had to cancel, postpone change. And as I started seeing this, I said, you know, if I'm going to put the effort and the resources to talk about fishing, let's talk about how these events, just the same way you were talking, Lisa, about, uh, the Fort Lauderdale boat show. Uh, it happened. They pushed through and they happened. It happened. Well, there's a lot of these tournaments. uh, They pushed through and they made it happen and some didn't. Um, And in our world and I, uh, my world was, or is the offshore market. It's the offshore fishing market. So a lot of the big tournaments, the big rocks, the white Marlin opens, Mm -hmm. you're talking about tournaments that uh they focus on going offshore and catching the biggest fish um and there is a social aspect to it but the most important part is the people going offshore and fishing but there's a lot of tournaments that do- that don't have that offshore component they mm-hmm. their their component is the social aspect of it and um the inshore the bass fishing the trout fishing, uh, a lot of those tournaments took a hit. And I wanted to take the opportunity to highlight those tournaments in this book. So what we did was we highlighted the top 60 tournaments in the Americas. Uh, We took the top 60 tournaments in offshore, top tournament, the top 20 tournaments offshore, top 20 tournaments inshore, and top 20 tournaments in freshwater, and we have tournaments from Seward, Alaska, down to uh, Salinas, Ecuador. And we have uh, tournaments from Maine down to Trinidad and Tobago. Wow. And we have blue marlin, sailfish, white marlin tournaments. We have wahoo tournaments, dolphin tournaments. Uh, we have a flounder tournament, uh, a halibut, salmon, trout, carp. Uh, we have a bow and arrow fishing tournament, which is a huge growing sport. Uh, we've added, uh, somewhere between 12 and 13 million new fishermen since COVID started. So we have these new fishermen. How do we retain them? And there's no guide. Uh, there's no guide in our industry whatsoever. Uh, it's, and luckily for social media, you you have the capability of, uh, finding what you want well I wanted to create something uh where it kind of it's not a big sliver but it's a sliver it's kind of like a, a slice of pie where it has a little bit of everything in it um and shows people where they can go if they want to look at it if you're in Iowa and you're into ice fishing if you're in uh, Kentucky and you want to do bass fishing if you're in Missouri and you want to do bow fishing or if you're into the offshore stuff and you want to go down to Costa Rica or you want to go to Salinas Ecuador or Puerto Rico there's some great history and tournaments uh here locally in West Palm where, which is home for me uh I put my local uh fishing club they have a tournament that's been going on for 83 years wow. so that's some great history and um, I'm a bit of a historian of our sport. I, I, you know, I want to know the people that came before me, what did they contribute to the sport? Uh, what can I contribute to the sport? I have no children. I've never been married. Uh, so if I die tomorrow, uh, what is going to be remembered? I don't have kids to remember me. So I figure I want to put all my time and energy into my sport. Uh, I want to make it better. I want to open up the doors to new people. Uh, So with these 12 million new fishermen, how do we retain them? Fisher people. I mean, uh, there's girls, guys, kids. Um, I have a plethora of mentees that I've been working with uh, for, holy smokes, 20 years. Uh, One of my mentees, he's 11 years old. And I was just talking to his mom this morning. Uh, he's got a four-year-old brother that I'm sh- that is already starting to fish. So uh, this is the new generation. What are we doing as a community to give back, to make sure it makes it's easier for them to enjoy our sport? Um, and in the state of Florida alone, it's a $119 billion a year industry, wow. recreational fishing. Um, so what are we doing to make it easier for the new people? How, how are we giving them the resources to go out and, and, and find other fishermen to go out and fish? And um, one of the young gentlemen in the, in the book, his father, I met up with him this morning because he wanted me to personalize his book. And, uh, I've actually put him together with other kids, his age on social media that are following me. And his father's like, man, thank you. He's created this whole network of friends through the entire state of Florida. Um, and it's, it's a big deal now at this age of 13, 11, 14, where you can't drive, but you know what, when they're 16, 17 years old, they can jump in a car and drive two hours north and go fish a new inlet because they have a friend that they've had for two years. And that's created because of the fact that I took the time uh, to introduce them and who's doing that. Who's doing that for the, for the next generation. And, you know, me growing up, I had a lot of people open doors for me and I, I want to return the favor and I do it for, I just get great pleasure out of watching that next generation. I'm looking for who's gonna replace me. Right. I, I, I mean, uh, I'm at the age where, listen, you gotta help the next guy uh, to, to replace you. And I don't wanna be, uh, I don't wanna steal a line from Don Lemon. I don't wanna be the grumpy old guy that says, oh, these young kids. No, <laughs> uh, I wanna see these young kids. Um, there's, uh, there's a young lady here in town Uh, part of the West Palm beach fishing club. She's always winning the junior angler program. She's a great fisherman. Um, What are we doing to help them? And to me, that's really important. So that's, that's why I wanted to, to, to do the book. That's why I agreed to do the book. Uh, At first I did not want to do it because uh, I, my business is all about um, the, the digital space. I build everything on the digital space. So, If, um, if it can't grow exponentially in today's world, it doesn't interest me. Uh, but when I, when they, when they proposed it to me, Hey, let's, let's, you can talk about anything you want. I'm like, let's talk about the industry as a whole. How can we help people? And that's, that's when I agreed to do it. Uh, and because of COVID, a lot of tournaments either got canceled and I would say 15% of the tournaments in the book. Um, yeah, somewhere between ten to fifteen percent either didn't happen mm-hmm. or had a revised version. Uh, so, because
2: what, of, so, what tournaments are you looking forward to in 2021?
1: What tournaments am I looking forward to in participating or creating? Uh, what
2: tournaments can our fishermen look forward to participating
1: in? Oh my gosh, there's some great ones out there. Uh, this uh, this ice fishing series. Uh, I'm really looking forward to participating in one because I've never ice fished. Um, The Pescadora, which we highlighted in the book, um, it was the first ever all-female billfish tournament in Central America. It was a great tournament uh, put on uh, by...
2: um, When is that in 2021?
1: uh, I have to look at the dates. I want to say it is in March. Um, I'd have to look in... On the schedule on that one. So, Ecuador
2: uh, is holding tournaments right now and opening up. That's Costa really-
1: Rica is open. They're having tournaments. Costa Rica is open. Salinas, uh, I was just speaking with the board members yesterday uh, about when to buy my tickets to fly down. Um, so, it looks like, uh, not it looks like Ecuador is open. Uh, I know Argentina is not because I was supposed to fly to Argentina next week for Christmas uh, and they are still on lockdown. I was going to go down and fish Patagonia uh, for the holidays. That's why I, in turn, I'm going to, uh, to Colorado. Um, so places are, are slowly, uh, my connection in the Netherlands text me this morning uh, about Europe not being open. Uh, my tournament in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia is still not open. So uh the the vaccine and again i i don't know how your your podcast rolls i i I tried to skim over but this is a big deal right now with Mm -hmm. opening of countries with the vaccine going on um i i just spoke to my my contact in, in canada literally uh five minutes before i jumped online with you guys uh because i go to canada for six weeks every year giant tuna fishing i put on uh i do uh charters out of nova scotia canada where we get people to come in and go fishing and uh for me it's a great content creator i create content and help people because it's such an outdoor place um i've seen i've
0: seen i've seen your content from there and and it is it is mind-blowing to see the size of bluefin tuna that they have that you're basically hand-feeding chums off the side of the boat and it's like they're tanks i mean like absolutely mind-blowing
1: my numbers when i'm in canada go up by 400 percent every year i believe it every year my numbers my social media numbers go up by 400 percent uh across the board in that six-week time period
0: nice nice i love it all right so let's get you know i'll do i'll say i'll do the rapid fire if you will you know fly this is the section Uh, of the show that we just kind of run through it's basically an a or b And uh, you can answer it as quickly as you want, or you can kind of dive into story. But we have a a few, few questions here. Go for it. Are you ready? All right. Freeman or Invincible?
1: I've never ridden on a Freeman, but I love an Invincible uh the most sailfish i've ever caught in florida was on an invincible uh it was a 42 invincible we caught 48 i'm sorry 58 out of 83 sailfish in one day oh, um man. but i've always wanted to try an, a, a freeman so it's hard for me to to say it okay. next
0: live bait or artificial live My man. <laughs> favorite place
1: to fish venezuela why Oh my God, I lived there for four years and it was like National Geographic's every day. Uh, Followed very closely behind with uh, Nova Scotia, Canada.
0: Right on. Um, Fly fishing or jigging?
1: I like fly fishing. I like jigging, but yeah, I'd have to say uh, fly fishing river style for trout because I like the noise. I like the quietness and peace of mother nature.
0: Nice. So while docking, joystick or throttle?
1: Throttle. I'm old right. school.
0: Right on. Right answer, by the these way. Are, these, <laughs> these are these great.
1: These are great rapid fire questions, hey, by the way.
0: I got another one for you, and this it's gonna be a doozy. Braid or mono.
1: Wow. So I, I I'm gonna revert back to Lisa's statement mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> Because and here's the biggest thing, you you can't answer that question. There's not enough. So it, if I'm bottom fishing, uh, I, I'm going to go braid. If I'm um, if I yeah, any kind of snapper grouper, freshwater braid. But if I'm bill fishing, you want the mono because you need the mo- You need the drag of the mono. Uh, to fight the fish when they're doing all their crazies people don't don't realize that I, I did it once I fished on a boat it, they, they had all braid and we hooked a marlin and the marlin started jumping and jumping at us which is normal and it's actually passing us and because the braid has no resistance in the water you felt like you lost the fish mm-hmm. and the mono uh, where the mono keeps a belly in the line the braid actually collapsed on itself and there's no tension to keep the hook in the fish. So it does you a a bigger disservice than a service. So it's all dependent on what you're fishing for. Brilliant answer.
0: Oh my goodness, that's great.
1: Uh, What was your first boat? What was my first boat? I still own it. My first boat, uh, I have an 18 foot master angler, 1990 uh, master angler, I've had it uh i've had it like 10 years now um but i took it to the boys at merits to have them paint it so uh, i was working on the real tide at the time and uh i had them deck it out like a a custom boat Uh, but i haven't used it in over four years i've been so busy
0: nice nice so the last one what was your favorite place to fish and i think we already i I said i said (laughs) venezuela
1: Uh, my favorite place to fish but you know what my I guess you know what my favorite place to fish is the next one
0: there you
1: go <laughs> the, 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 the next one yeah uh, because I'm always looking for that next adventure I, I i'm an adrenaline junkie I really am i'm always looking for a new place uh, I love going places where I don't speak the language i love i, I really enjoy and this is a, a very t- something that people it's hard you got, and, and it took me a little bit of getting used to being on a boat where you're the only person that speaks English. Mm. You're on a boat. And uh, I remember I was in Nagoya, Japan, fishing with a guy that I actually met here in the United States. And I went to Japan. He invited me to go fishing. And being, I knew really fast that I spoke, nobody spoke English. So I said, I'm going to go jump in the tower and I'm going to just call out fish. And I learned how to say billfish in Japanese, which is kajiki. So whenever a Marlin would come up, I'm like, I'm just going to call him out. What I learned very fast that I did not learn how to say was left or right. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, when, a mar- when a blue Marlin came up on the left long, I couldn't yell out left or right. So everybody had to look up in the tower to see mm-hmm. if I'm pointing this way or that way. So I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a disservice to everybody because I can see the fish come up three seconds before everybody else, but I'm not. I'm not helping you because you have to look up at me. Uh, so uh, I love that adventure of going places and people—people uh, people speaking Japanese or Chinese or Arabic or uh, or just a different language in general—and um, I love it. I love the adventure of it and going to countries and trying new foods. And uh, I've uh, I've been to countries where. And my rule is, if somebody asks me to eat something, I'm going to eat it. So Even uh, like the tuna hearts or the eyeball socket, like you so go that far? Like- a- after my first, uh, not my first trip, but uh, when we put on the first ever international uh, tournament in Saudi Arabia, my business partner was a member of a social club. And uh, he called them up. It was my last night in town. And they roasted two lambs. Uh, they dug, a they, they, it's, they didn't dig a hole, but there's a hole in the ground. It's lined with bricks and they put this giant pot, probably like a 10 gallon pot, like a quarter of a, a way full with rice, put vegetables on top of it. And they put two whole lambs uh, cut into pieces on top of this rice. And, uh, that was all on top of charcoal. And then they put the lid on it and put more charcoal on it and they cooked it for six hours And there was like 30 people there. They had this party for me uh, because of the success of the tournament. And after uh, they dug up the hole, they uncovered everything. They brought the lamb in. They put it on. And we ate on the ground. Everybody, they put the plastic on the ground. And we're eating the food with our hands because that's traditional. And the chef speaks no English. And... (laughs) uh he starts cracking the brain of the lamb or the skull of the lamb and they scoop out the brain and they pass it to me and lisa great 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 (laughs) expression on your face so i do not want to be disrespectful to the chef to my business partner to anybody there so they i'm pretending this is a spoon so they hand me the spoon and i'm like oh dear god so I eat it and really it tasted like a, a, a mouthful of bubbles. It, it, it wasn't bad, <laughs> but I, but that was my rule. My rule has always been, and listen, I've been to a lot of countries where it's heart, where it's uh, fish livers. And, and I, I, listen, I, I want, I want to embrace the culture. And if you're doing it as an honor, I'm going to do it. So I eat, uh, I eat the, uh lamb brains and i'm like thank you thank you thank you and i ate it and i look over at my business partner and he's like what do you think i'm like eh i said it tastes like bubbles he goes yeah i don't eat that shit and (laughs) i'm like then why did you make me eat it and he's like i wanted to see if you were gonna do it (laughs)
0: Well, I'll tell you what you did it out of the sign of respect and I, I respect you for doing it, but I can tell you right now, I'm not eating the lamb brain. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, was... I'm not ice fishing in 20 below. Uh-uh. Like, <laughs> I'm Florida. Let's go catch. I, catch I, I, fish, I, whatever. Here's,
1: here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that to me, and it's only to me, this is when I travel, I've used fishing. Listen, I'm the son of two immigrants from Cuba. Uh, our idea of a family vacation was either going to the Keys for a week or going to New Jersey to see my grandmother. And I've had the greatest opportunity that I use my passion to open the door to the world. And the only way I'm going to learn is to embrace what other people do. And Uh, like people ask me, Hey, how many rods are you going to bring? I don't travel with fishing rods. I don't bring my fishing rods. I don't go on a boat and tell you how I fish. I want to go to your country. I want to go to your boat. I want to see how you fish. I want to learn how you do it because that makes me a better fisherman, a better person, a better boatsman. So, um, I don't, I am not that guy that comes on a boat and tells you how to do it. So I'll go to it now, mind you, if I go to a country enough, like when I go to Saudi and I fish with my business partner, he sees me fishing over here and he says, Hey, that kite fishing looks interesting. I'd like to try it over here. Mm. Then listen, that's a different story. And I brought over all the kite stuff and we set it up and he loves kite fishing now. Uh, but that's because he asked me, I do not go and impose my will on anybody. I go somewhere and I want to learn. I go to Australia and I learn how people in Australia fish. I go to China. I go to Japan. um, And if people would take that idea and say, hey, listen, I'm being invited to go somewhere. I want to learn. People would get invited more places. And we'd all learn so much more. Now, mind you, it's different if somebody calls me up. I want to or, hey, listen, I want to hire you to come over here and teach me how to do this. Then that's a different story. Uh, but uh, when I get asked to go places, I want to, I want to blend in. I want to learn what it's like to fish in Dubai, in the Seychelles. I want to learn how to fish in uh, Malaysia, in India. And I want to sit there and take the time. And if it's with a cane pole... I'm going to sit there with a cane pole. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to listen, as long as it isn't dangerous, I'm going to do it. And if people are eating lamb brains, I don't think it's dangerous. It's just kind of weird for me because we don't (laughs) eat it. But at
2: this moment, as we, uh, segue back to lamb brains, I would like to thank our sponsors, which not only include right air Marine, but (laughs) Prilosec, and Bismol. Yes. I can't. I'm, I'm. We're not. No, this is not the Lamb
1: Rain show. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait a second. I, can I? Wait a second. I'm back
2: th- with gizzards, and you're I, on I, air.
1: You said right, <laughs> a, right Air Marine.
2: Yeah. Right Air Marine. You,
1: can Can I Can I Can I give them the sponsor shout out? For sure. Let's go. And this wonderful podcast being brought to you today by Right Air Marine. We could not do it without you guys. Reduce moisture and eliminate mold and odor on your boat very important so thank you right air marine for helping bring this podcast to everybody that listens to the maritime moment podcast also pepto bismol zantac and metamucil I I, I, I was com- I was coming up with some other ones. Perfect. I'm just making this stuff up as I go. I,
0: I love it. But that does bring us to the next segment that is possible right here.
1: Marine Lisa, do you want to do it? Come on, uh, Lisa, don't be afraid. Jump on in there. I'm
2: not afraid of
1: anything. I know no, you're, you're not. That's why,
2: where do you want to go with it? Art? <laughs> All
0: right. I would say, I would say, let's just do it. Okay. So it is a, a new segment that we, we kind of came up with called clear the air. Now fly this is of course sponsored by Ride right Air Marine which is a unit that clears the moisture and controls the humidity out of the yacht cabins sport fish cabins frequently that you got to, I know you've spent many nights on many boats throughout the world and you know when you wake up in the morning it's not always the, some, some of those sheets may be a little sticky or they might I don't, be I don't a like little older, you know? So Riding Marine has a wonderful unit that, that can kind of eliminate that issue with a lot of the, the yachts. Do they have
1: a one size fits all unit or do they have different sizes?
0: They do have different sizes, but the main one does kind of fit. I want to say bolts of many sizes, but it's more about the duct work and the flow of getting the kind of the air throughout and kind of flowing through the cabins. So they do have like a, a few different sizes, but it's mainly how much duct work would they have to do to go, go through And, the, and, the, and, and, and where, where can larger people-
2: larger vessels require more than one, uh, like a mega yacht would require more than one Right Air Marine.
1: And where can people find this Right Air Marine product?
2: Well, they can find it on rightairmarine.com and they can come to maritimemoment.com. They're, they're our title sponsor all year.
1: So if you're listening to this podcast right now, go ahead and hit that mash button and go over to maritimemoment.com. Check out the website, check out some other podcasts, and also check out Right Air Marine.
0: I love it. So with that being said, the Clear the Air segment is something that you want to get off your chest, or it can be the parting shot for the industry, something that you want to leave us with.
1: Um, oh, wow. Um, you know what? Um, and I, am not very good at quoting stuff from the Bible. Uh, but there, there, there's a passage that says, uh, always help the man behind you, lift the guy up behind you. Uh, I'm a firm believer in that. I, uh, so when in other you, words,
2: a rising tide lifts all boats,
1: right? Well, it's, it's more than that. It's, you know, the military is a, is a big believer in, you know, when you get up somewhere, you, you reach back and pull that guy up with you. Um, it, it's not necessarily a rising tide, because at that point, you're waiting for somebody to lift you up. And this is not uh, somebody somebody or something lifting you up. You're talking about you're up there turn back around and, and help that person behind you, lift them up to that next step, help them uh, get up to where you're at. I think that's very important, uh, which is, it's something that I do and I live by every day, trying to introduce fishing to a new person. How can I bring somebody up? Uh, one of my mentors, my mentees, uh, he FaceTimed me while we've been on this podcast. Uh, and I'm sure he's, he was FaceTiming me to tell me what he caught because he was fishing this morning. Uh, And I'm going to give him 20 minutes of my time. And I help him out because uh, he's new to it. And that's important. Um, That's important, not just in industry, but in life. It gives life meaning.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I think that was a perfect way to end this segment. Fly, thank you so much for helping us out and producing this episode. I would like to thank our sponsors, right Air Marine, as well as the plenty of other initial sponsors that we've had on our our episode. Fly, let us know where can they find the, the Best Catch 2020? How can they get their hands on a copy of that or find out more information about you
1: So bestcatch 2020.com, uh, is where you can get the book, uh, but fly Navarro across the board. Everything is fly Navarro. Uh, you can Google it fly Navarro or fly zone fishing or fly zone outdoors, which is our new platform we're putting out. Uh, and like I said earlier, I answer back to everything. So if somebody has got a question, uh, I, I try to help everybody that that's my biggest thing.
2: Thanks for tuning in to MaritimeMoment.com. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy New Year 2021 is going to be as good as we make it under these circumstances.
1: Amen.
0: Amen to that.
2: Let's play football, let's have fun, and let's stay fishing.
1: Let's go fishing. Let's go fishing.
2: Have a good day. Thank
1: you so much.